Have you ever asked yourself, what's the best way I can contribute to sci-fi and fantasy in the literary world? If you have, the answer is simple. You just have to be Veronica Belmont or Tom Merritt and host the Sword and Laser podcast. If for some reason you can't be Veronica Belmont or Tom Merritt, however, don't despair. All is not lost. You can still head over to patreon.com slash swordandlaser and help fund their hard work. Every cent you give adds more swords and more lasers to their growing arsenal of speculative literary goodness. That's patreon.com slash swordandlaser. Hey everyone, welcome to the Sword and Laser. I'm Tom Merritt. And I'm Rob Dunwood. Sword and Laser is a book club, but it's so much more. We bring you author interviews, news from the world of science fiction and fantasy, and awesome discussions from fans just like you. Uh, we are in the last month of Veronica Belmont's maternity leave. I'm very happy uh, to bring back to the show Rob Dunwood, one of the hosts of the SMR podcast. Welcome back, Rob. Hey, man. Thanks for, uh, thanks for getting me back. Uh, you might be turning me into a sci-fi reader. Oh no! I've That's actually, amazing. I've actually, I've actually enjoyed this stuff uh, over the last uh, few months that I've you've had me reading books. That's great. That's great. That's that's what the show's all about. <laughs> so uh, I'm very very pleased to hear that. Uh, we also are continuing the tradition of the "What are we drinking?" segment. Uh, Rob, have you been drinking anything interesting lately? So just knowing that I was coming on this show, I wanted to have something a little bit more interesting than the the diet coke. So. Uh, I am going with the Curious Elixir number four. What is that? And these, so Curious Elixir, they are a uh, no booze cocktail. Huh. Um, they're a little bit expensive, but man, they they are they are quite tasty. So and, it's like uh, all the taste of a cocktail, but you're not going to get drunk. Exactly. So yeah, this one that I'm uh, checking out right now, it's like uh, blood orange and green mandarin and ginseng, and it's got a little bite to it and it's, uh-huh. uh, it's, it's pretty tasty that looks really good it's not it's not i mean it's not crazy expensive it's not cheap no, that's so. not crazy but yeah but uh but you're saying it's it's worth it's worth a couple extra bucks it's, it's, it, like me i'm not a i'm not a huge drinker so i'm mm-hmm. always looking for something that uh you know that uh you know it's going to taste a little different than as i said the diet coke and uh, this is definitely checking that box it's 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 quite tasty yeah, and it's got it comes in a nice like you know hip looking bottle and everything. Good presentation. Oh, yeah. and, right. and like I said, it's the the thing that I would have never expected the ginseng in it. I can't say I've ever had a drink with that in it, but oh, it's like, yeah. it, it gives. Do I can f- definitely taste it. And it gives it like a little bit of a bite to it. So do you feel the, like you're supposed to get smarter when you when you drink ginseng? And that's not possible with me. <laughs> I just yeah, <laughs> this is the wrong wrong test subject for that. Yeah, so. Uh, weirdly, I accidentally am drinking an alcohol free alcohol replacement as well. Uh, we, we, we're not sure why we got it, but we ordered some groceries. We regularly order groceries from this, uh, Asian grocery store delivered. And I don't know if it was a mistake or one of us hit a wrong button, but we got four cans of Suntory all free, alcohol free, calorie free beer. Let's just hope it's not taste-free. <laughs> well, it's not. It's not okay, taste-free. All right. I'm not sure it tastes like beer, though, but it's not bad. Uh, the, the first one I drank, I was not sure at all because I was just trying it out. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that, that it's beer-like. It's got a beer 
adjacent flavor, but it's like a little fruity than fruitier than an actual beer. So the second time I just kind of said, okay, I'm not going to try to expect beer when I drink this and just see, is it like a refreshing sparkling beverage? And it, it was better that, that when I reset my expectations. That's good. That's good. But you know, when you start hearing more than two or three freeze and something, you yeah. got to kind of concern it. Is it, <laughs> yeah. it taste-free? So yeah, yeah, check yeah, that yeah. box if it still tastes good. I, uh, I I do think it would make a great, like if you're shooting a video and you need people to drink a lot of beer but not get drunk, like it looks like beer. That's the one thing they nailed, like sitting in a glass. It looks exactly like a beer. All right, let's get on to the quick burns. Mark noted that the finalists for the 2021 Ignite Awards were announced today, April 22nd. That's when Mark posted it uh, by Faya Literary Magazine. Uh, for best novel, Black Sun by Rebecca Roanhorse, The City We Became by N.K. Jemison, The Midnight Bargain by C.L. Polk, The Only Good Indians by Stephen Graham Jones, Vagabonds by Hao Jingfang, and one of the nominees for best novel, Young Adult, is the recent sword and laser pick, Elatsoe by Darcy Little Badger. And Ravina Kai, who did the cover and interior artwork for Elatsoe, is one of the nominees for best artist. Uh, voting for these awards is open to the public. So through May 21st, uh, you can go and make your voice known. Winners will be announced at ceremony on September 18th as part of FIACON 2021, which tickets are on sale for. Silvana noted that the uh, the tickets for FIACON are on sale. It's uh, free for the Fringe event. Though Silvana says, based on last year, going to the main event is worth every penny. And if you're unfamiliar, Faya is a magazine of black speculative fiction. Uh, so that's their con coming up and uh, the awards uh, available for you to vote on. Pretty cool. Yeah, the, a lot of these are are the same uh, nominees as as the Hugos, uh, Rebecca Roanhorse, N.K. Jemison. Uh, Stephen Graham Jones. So, so there, there's a lot of crossover here, which I, I, I don't think is is unexpected. It's a good list, uh, and I had I'm unfamiliar with Vagabonds until recently uh, by Hao Jing Fung. So, I'm going to go check that out as well. Mark pointed out that Lavar Burton uh, is going to guest host Jeopardy the week of July 26th. It's not a book related piece of news, but everybody at our Goodreads forum was very excited. Uh, are you excited, Rob? I am absolutely excited. This is awesome news. I have been, and this is the honest to goodness truth, I've been a fan of LeVar Burton since I was four and a half years old. Um, I actually remember watching Roots with my oh, grandparents wow. yeah, yeah. and my parents when it came out um, in January of, I think that was what, 70, 76 or 77. 77, somewhere, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I was four years old. I, I actually remember watching that. Yeah, I was like six or seven at that time. I remember watching that too. So yeah, so I remember that, and then of course, like the the Reading Rainbow, and of course, you know, Jordy LaForge and uh, and uh, Star Trek TNG. So I, I've been I've been following him forever, and I am so excited for this. Yeah, I, you know, I hadn't really put it together, but one of the reasons I think Lavar Burton is so beloved, I mean, besides the fact that he's just a great guy, very good actor has done a lot of good things for the world through reading rainbow uh, is that you and I, this generation, we've been familiar with them all our lives because roots. If, if, if anybody doesn't know, or was too young to remember was a, an event, it was a TV event. And it was back in the days when, you know, you only had four channels. So everybody watched the big TV events and LeVar Burton played Kunta Kinte with, who was the fir- first main character that you were introduced 
to, if I remember right. Yeah, it uh, and, and and the thing with uh, with the roots, I think it is still. It, it may not be number one any longer, but it is still one of the top three or four mm. sitcoms of all time. And just because it was, there were only four channels back then. I don't know if we'll ever catch, um, you know, with another sitcom that'll be that that kind of big again. But uh, that's still pretty impressive for it to hold on for yeah for prime prime time years. dramas. Yeah, um, I, I said four channels, but I think it's only three. Actually, I don't even think Fox was around. Oh, yeah, Fox didn't exist yet. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. ABC, so maybe, CBS, maybe NBC. your independent, your local independent channels, but but three main networks. That was that was all you had. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I think they could they could do a lot worse than pick Levar Burton to host Jeopardy. I know it's not an easy decision, but just saying. I'm glad they're giving him a, a shot to guest host. At the oh, me too. Me too. John Taloney uh, pointed out that Fugitive Telemetry, the sixth Murderbot book, is now out. Uh, so I know we're reading the fifth Murderbot book this month, uh, but if you're done, you'll, you've, you're lucky enough to be able to jump right into the sixth. Uh, when Murderbot discovers a dead body on Preservation Station, it knows it's going to have to assist station security to determine who the body is or was, how they were killed. That should be relatively straightforward. And why? Because apparently that matters to a lot of people. Who knew? Yes, the unthinkable is about to happen. Murderbot must voluntarily speak to humans again. Um, I'm down for it. Uh, <laughs> I, I am liking the book. I, I have not read the series. I didn't know mm-hmm. anything about this before. Um, you know, we got to, uh, what we're going to start talking about today, but, uh, um, I'm probably going to go pick this up Yeah, <laughs> as well as, uh, some of the other novellas. That are yeah. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it was good timing. Good timing. I have to say. Uh, Mark pointed out that the Locus Science Fiction Foundation has announced the top 10 finalists in each category for the 2021 Locus Awards. These results are from the February 1st to April 15th voting done by readers in the open public ballot. The Locus Award winners will be announced June 26th, 2021, during the virtual Locus Awards weekend. And the nominees for Best Science Fiction Novel include Network Effect by Martha Wells. Uh, best first novel includes a Latsaway by Darcy Little Badger and best young adult novel includes a wizard's guide to defensive baking by T Kingfisher. I'm, I'm guessing that those are Mark's favorites or he likes them because we read them because, because he, he didn't mention any <laughs> of the other nominees in his post. There's a lot of really good nominees along with the ones that he mentioned. I'm just going to say this. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you're buttering me up by trying to, you know, get me on when you're going to, when we're going to start talking about the best science fiction novel. And it happens to be what we're reading, but, uh, yeah. um, yeah, this is, uh, this is pretty good. And as I said, I, I've, uh, you know, I've mentioned on, you know, this show and other shows that I've not been the biggest science fiction reader, but, uh, audible is changing that yeah. and it's changing it quickly. And it just, it, for me, it, audiobooks make it more convenient to schedule my listening, which means I end up reading more because of that. Yeah, I can I can definitely attest to that because as far as science fiction is concerned, I wasn't reading it. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, when I started, you know, Rob, check this out on Audible. You and Rod and, you know, and you know, a few other of my friends. And uh, you know, I've been doing that. Yeah. And it's yeah. grass, it's prime grass cutting time here in the Midwest. So mm-hmm. I have ninety minutes every Saturday or Sunday to uh <laughs> to dive in at uh, you know, two times speed to get through stuff. Oh yeah. No, I uh, a lot of my audiobook listening is yard work and wireless headphones have made that 
so much better because it used to be like trying to figure out how to keep my cord from getting, you know, wrapped in something while I'm cutting weeds or whatever. Uh, and now I don't have to worry about that anymore. Uh, Mark wrote uh, that Jade Legacy by Fonda Lee, the final chapter of the Greenbone saga, has a release date of November 30th in the U.S. and Canada and December 2nd in the U.K. Of course, uh, if folks remember, we read the first in the Greenbone saga uh, as a sword and laser pick, and I, I ate up the second one. I I'm, can't wait for this. Uh, Ms. Lee will also release three Greenbone saga prequel short stories in September, October, and November, if you want a little more of that world. And in April 2022... The Jade Setter of John Loon, a standalone noir mystery novella set in the Greenbone Saga world, will be published by Subterranean Press. So, Rob, I, I'm assuming you haven't read the Greenbone Saga, uh, but this is all set in a fictional world where uh, people can wear jade to channel kind of magical powers, but only certain people uh, have the genetics to be able to do it. So there's these two gangs in a, a fictional town of John Loon who are, who are jade wearers uh, and they, they, you know, fight over turf. There's a lot more to it than that, but that's kind of the basics. Okay. So like the wire, but jade instead of drugs. Yeah. It's more, it's, it's like a Hong Kong uh, Kung Fu movie or, or a wuxia, you know, fighting movie TV show kind of feel to it. Good stuff. I lo- I love it. All right, let's get to Bear Your Sword, our feedback from the audience. Trike had an excellent response on Goodreads regarding the question last time of the rise of the category of young adult. He had mentioned that young adult was invented as a marketing term, and I had asked for more information. He he directed people to his doctoral thesis, uh, had a lot of really good information. Uh, here is part of that response. It's actually the second post uh, of that. I encourage you to go read the full response over on Goodreads. But in his second post, he says, the first book targeted specifically at teens was 17th Summer by Maureen Daly in 1942. Publishers were split between calling it teen-focused books, juveniles, and teen reads throughout the 1940s and 50s, with Robert Heinlein's 1947 and 1958 juveniles being among the few which weren't either romanced-themed teen reads for girls or sports themed juveniles for boys. The American Library Association created the Young Adult Services Division in 1957. And later that year, publishers began calling their juvenile books young adult novels. Ursula Le Guin's A Wizard of Earthsea is considered one of the first modern young adult books tackling mature themes, but aimed at teens. Uh, And Trike says, look at sci-fi being all up in there first. Um, yeah, I didn't realize that that a Wizard of Earthsea was the could sometimes considered the first of the young adult uh, named novels. Uh, but that was interesting stuff. Thank you, Trike. Yeah, and I haven't read that, but I have heard of it. And I didn't realize it came out that long ago. Yeah, nineteen sixty eight, right? Yeah. Uh, Joseph added the public library that I went to when I was growing up, so nineteen seventies into nineteen eighties, had a children's room with the picture books and the chapter books kind of split up from each other and a section in a nearby room that was called teen, but which was functionally the same as what would be young adult these days, kind of that junior high, high school range of books. I'm trying to remember. I I think we had a teen section in my elementary school library. Uh, I I remember books being called teen books. And I I remember not learning the the term chapter book until the nineties. I, 
I, I didn't use that term. I don't know if it was in use before that, but I didn't use the term chapter books uh, until I was working at a bookstore in the late 90s. Yeah, I definitely don't remember uh, chapter books, but you know, I'm just thinking back to uh, high school and maybe even junior high. There, there were definitely sections that were, uh, you know, specific for the age group, which kind of makes sense. I mean, if you're in, you know, eighth grade, you want to have a book that an eighth grader would want to read. But um, I, I definitely do remember that we had, you know, like a teen uh-huh. section of books that it, the hardest ones to get, you know, you know, to check out just because that's what everybody kind of flocked to. Yeah. Uh, Terp Kristen said, I liked how Jenny mentioned listening to the Murderbot novellas in the shower. In the before times, I would go to the gym and listen to podcasts while I worked out. There were TVs everywhere and music playing overhead, so I couldn't really focus on the books. But since COVID lockdown started, I work out on the elliptical in my basement and I listen to books. I wasn't really ever super excited about the Murderbot books, but now that one is the pick, I'll probably listen to the novellas while I work out before I start the book. Of course, while I'm in the shower, I usually listen to podcasts, but this podcast was while waiting to get blood work done this morning. Well, I, I hope uh, you got good results uh, from that, Terp Kristen. And if you are worried about Jenny electrocuting herself or Terp Kristen while listening to podcasts in the shower, rest assured, she clarified, I have the boom polk swimmer duo that's polk audio swimmer duo that wraps around my shower caddy very well and also has a fast forward feature to get through obnoxious commercials on podcasts would you listen would you buy a device to listen to audiobooks in the shower rob i have a device to listen to audiobooks in the shower there it's called a cell phone and you just sit it on the counter and play it okay don't let it fall in uh, it's on the counter, so it's like not in. <laughs> that wouldn't be loud enough for me. It's it's not like my shower is super loud. It's just maybe my hearing is not good enough. I don't know. Now, my my daughters, they both have uh, those shower Bluetooths where they uh-huh. suction cups and just suction to the uh, back of the uh, shower. Um, now, I, I could try one of those, but I, I'm the army guy when it comes to taking a shower. I, I, I am in there for the purpose of getting clean, so it's it is a quick four minutes for me and I'm in and out. So, yeah, I think that's probably the bigger reason I don't do things like podcasts or audiobooks because I'm not going to be in there very long. So if anything, I might tell the Amazon echo to play some music or something just so it's not super quiet, but most of the time it's just, yeah, practicality. I'm similar that way. All right, let's get to our book of the month discussion uh, for the month of May. We are reading network effect, a Murderbot novel, the Murderbot diaries, uh, I want to get right into the the controversy in our, our book kickoff on Patreon. Uh, I wrote, Tom, are you crazy picking book five in a series? Short answer, yes. TLDR, maybe. Full answer, it's a novel and billed as standalone, so it is meant to be consumed without having had to read the other novels. Uh, novellas. That said, completionists may want to blaze through the novellas first, and I can't blame them. They are short. All told, four novellas and the novel may still be shorter than, say, Mist of Avalon. However, fans of the series are universal in saying that whatever order you read them in, once you read one, you're going to want to read them all. Uh, And several people recommended that even if you can only read one novella, you should read number two, uh, in particular, in regards to network effect. Melissa Melody in our Discord said, this is the most recent book in the series, and having read the series, it's rather dependent on the previous novellas. Robberator in Discord said, I don't feel like you need to read all of the novellas, but I feel like two and three are pretty important. And if you're going to read those two, you should read the first. And if you've read the first three, so he's 
basically saying read them all. But Beth Mitchum said, if you decide to go back and read the novellas after reading book five, you will have the pleasure of knowing where things are going, which is a joy those of us who read in order will never have. Swings and roundabouts. I'm kind of with Beth on this, which is it's just a different way to experience the story. Uh, And I have not read the first four novellas. And for me, I'm not lost, but I can tell there are backstories being referred to that I'm actually excited are not just off the page uh, references, but things I will be able to go read about later. So I'm probably 30, 35% in, Mm -hmm. and um, I make it a point um, that I don't really read reviews or read what other people have to say about, uh, about thick, you know, know, science fiction before I actually get into it because I want to just form my own opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, And I might, I might get to where I am now. I'm about a third of the way through. And then I go back and read some of the reviews just to see if, if what I'm thinking is confirmed by other people. Sure. Um, So I knew nothing about this other than the name of the book and the name of the author. I asked uh, my good buddy, uh, Rod, you ever heard of this? He's like, yeah, you'll love it. And that was all, that's literally, (laughs) that's all that I knew (laughs) about this. Um, And I must tell you, I am enjoying listening or, or reading, you know, this, this particular book. Um, and I am going to go back and, you know, and read the, the other stories because it's just a really, really interesting story. Um, and it's my kind of, it's, it's my kind of sci-fi, um, no spoilers given away, but, uh, this book takes no time to get right into. It. And, uh, that's, the, that's what I like. It caught my attention in the first page, um, in, uh, you know, of things that were going on. Yeah. It's, I, what I know you didn't read anything about it, but we all sort of have a vague expectation of like, okay, based on the title, uh, maybe the cover art that I saw when I bought the audiobook, I, I'm expecting this. What what were you expecting and 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 how did it match up with what you got? So I'll uh, completely honest. Um I literally saw, you know, saw the link, clicked on it, bought the book. I don't know that I even looked at the the cover art. I just started listening. So when I think of the, you know, the, you know, the phrase network effect, it didn't make a lot of sense to me at uh-huh. first. It's starting to now. Uh-huh. Um, but um, I was like, am I, you know, I initially thought, am I reading the right thing? I had to, <laughs> had to actually check to make sure I read, you know, reading the right thing because the title just didn't match up with what was going on. But it was like, man, it doesn't matter what the title is. I like this. So I'm going to, you know, continue, uh, you know, getting into it. So uh so I, I did, like I said, I had no expectation whatsoever. I did zero research other than just asking someone, have you heard of this? And they said, yes, it's awesome. Um, and like I said, that was it for me. You know, I started reading and uh, like I said, uh, I am absolutely enjoying this. I was cutting the grass this past um, Saturday and there were probably, you know, it normally only takes me. 45 minutes to, to mow my lawn. It probably took me a good hour, hour and 15 minutes because every time I would stop to like change the bag, I would mm-hmm. literally just stand there for 10 or 15 minutes, just, you know, getting deeper into uh-huh. it um, before I would start back up and start walking. So it took me longer because the book was really grabbing me that much. And there were points when, um, you know, the, the more was loud and I'm up against the fence. So it's just hard to hear where I had to, Oh, wait a minute, let me stop and uh, turn the engine off and, go and listen to this. So like I said, it took me, you know, an additional half hour to mow just because I was so enthralled with listening to what was going on in this book. Would you say you have a better cut lawn because of that? Um, it might actually be worse because I wasn't paying, <laughs> I was, too I too paying attention, attention to the, to the lawn. I was paying attention to the book. Uh, yeah, I, I, 
I think, I think one of the things that I expect, I thought maybe you would like it because it involves IT. It's it's action oriented. Uh, it's clever. Uh, it, or, am I, you know, without getting spoilery, of course, am I hitting on the right elements? What are the things you're liking about it? Um. Well, I mean, clearly, people who are listening to this probably know that this is about a, you know, it's about a a murder robot. I mean, it's it's it's, it's a robot, but like I said, initially, because I knew nothing about it. It took me a minute. It's like, okay, is what are we talking about here? You know, who who is this internal dialogue that I'm getting? Where is this coming from? Because although it is a robot, it's a funny robot, uh-huh. and there's there's a lot of internal dialogue. There's there's a lot of things that will make you chuckle. Um, like, like if this were a movie, it wouldn't be, you know, all deep super you know, um, like Prometheus. I mean, it's, it's, it's more of a lighthearted, uh, you know, you know, type of book. I mean, it, there's some deep parts to it clearly. Um, and there's a lot of destruction, which is part of the part that I like. Um, but, um, the, 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 you know, the, the main character in this is, is quite funny. And that, yeah. and, and that's what attracts me to him. Well, and I, I feel like, uh, Tor describes it as that feeling when you're at work and you've had enough of people and then the boss walks in with yet another job that needs to be done right this second or the world will end. But all you want to do is go home and binge your favorite shows. And like, yeah, that's that's murder bot. But that's also so many of us. So, you know, we've all had that experience. And I, I think, you know, it's it's that crossover of like, Oh yeah, that's me. Except, you know, I'm not a security unit robot that kills people, but otherwise that's totally me. I think that's part of the appeal. And, and you know, and they gave the robot enough sentience, if that's a word, to not like people, mm-hmm. which is really interesting because it's like, <laughs> it's not a people person, yeah. but, uh, but you know, it's, like, it's my job to do this. So I've got to, I'm going to have this conversation with you because I was told to, but um, so, you know, so there's a lot of that in there and that, and that just adds to the, you know, you know, to, to the character and, and, and to the, the funniness of it. It's like I said, I, I found myself laughing, um, quite often as I'm, as I'm mm-hmm. listening. Yeah. Cause it's not, it's, it's for introverts a little bit. There's certainly murder bot is an introvert. It doesn't want to kill all humans. It just wants to be left alone. <laughs> Uh, it's a really interesting story. And Martha Wells is really interesting too. She was born in, uh, Fort Worth, Texas, 1964, and is an anthropologist, uh, got a degree in anthropology from Texas A&M stayed there, lives in college station, still, uh, made her name as an author with fantasy novels. Uh, the element of fire was the first one she had published in 1993. She was toastmaster of the world fantasy convention in 2017, uh, the books of rock of the Roxera series, Death of the Necromancer. The, those those were the ones that really uh, made her name. She's done a lot of the tie-in fiction for Star Wars and Stargate uh, and Magic: The Gathering. Uh, in fact, she was leader of the story team and lead writer for the uh, Dominaria expansion of the card game Magic: The Gathering. Uh, she's won a couple of Nebulas, two Locus Awards, two Hugo Awards. Uh, but Murderbot, I think, has changed a lot of people's views. Uh, of, of Martha Wells, not, not in a negative way, but like, Oh, she can do more than, than just the fantasy. Yeah. As, as I said earlier, um, I didn't know, I didn't have any of the backstory. I knew nothing about the, you know, this was a series. So I said, I got about 
maybe a little more than a third of the way through. And then I went back and started reading some of the reviews and like, oh, wait a minute. This is like a whole universe of books. There's, there's, you know, there's other stuff out there um, to, uh, you know, you know, there's other stories. So I am, I'm excited to finish this over the next couple of weeks, but I'm also excited to go dig into some of these, uh, you know, these previous uh, novellas that have been put out. Yeah. Um, because from what I'm hearing, they are, they're awesome. So I, I, there, there's no question uh, that I will go and, and read the novellas. I, I was fine just reading this one. Uh, the way I'm fine, sometimes we'll read the first in a series and I, I may not end up getting around to the other parts of the series, but I'm, I'm probably about the same 30% or so into it, uh, at this point. And, and yeah, I, I, I know when I'm done with this, I will not want to not spend more time with Murderbot, And I, I'm, I'm grateful that there's more, more time that I can go spend. Not even, not even just the four novellas, but now, uh, book number six as well. Right. And, uh, I, I know a couple of reviews have said, well, you probably need to read at least this or read at least that. Um, I can see where there could be some backstory that was built for you in another book, but honestly, uh, you know, I didn't realize that there was other stuff until I stopped reading and went and read reviews. Oh, mm-hmm. there's other books. And it just made me want to go read them, but it, I didn't feel like I was missing anything major by having not seen those. Like if you, if you, if you didn't see, um, you know, the, you know, if you didn't see the first Avengers, the last one probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense to you. Yeah. Right. Um, this is not the case here. Um, at least I don't think that it is now I haven't read the first three, so I, so I don't know, but it doesn't seem like I'm missing an awful lot by having not read the novellas first. Well, and that, I think that's the test. Uh, they say it's a standalone novel. And if you and I are reading this with without ever having read the novellas and we're not lost, we're not, we're not obviously thinking like, man, something's missing here. And I don't know what it is, uh, which I'm not. And it doesn't sound like you are either then it's probably fine. And the novellas will just expand your understanding of like, oh, that's what he was referring to. Oh, that's what he meant. Oh, that's why he's like this now. You know, just just like any prequel. And I always hesitate to use prequel because that brings up Star Wars things and everybody gets uh, upset. But but prequels aren't always bad. Um, not at all. And uh, like I said, um, I'm glad this is the book that you picked for the week you had me come on because I am I'm truly truly in, enjoying this. And uh, like I said, I know I'm, you know, I'm not new to all of your shows, but I'm you know, fairly new to this one. And um, I have dyslexia. So reading doesn't necessarily come easy to me, um, which is one of the reasons why I've told you before, I, I'm not a big reader of science yeah, yeah. fiction. If I'm going to struggle to get through something, then I need to, I need to take some information away from it that I can actually use in, you know, everyday life. So the the reading for enjoyment has not been a big part of my reading, although I'm an avid reader of technical manuals and things of that sort. Um, but as I said, uh, you know, Audible has really opened this up and is making me want to go back and read the novellas. And they're they're relatively short. So I doubt, you know, I doubt that I would actually, you know, listen to them. I probably would just sit down mm-hmm. for an hour and a half or so and just just knock those out. Um, so like I said, I'm, I'm glad this was this was the pick because as, uh, you know, was the last time I was on, you know, that book got me into reading a couple more things. This is going to definitely get me into reading at least three or four more things. So, um, I appreciate that. Oh, that's great, man. You don't know how happy that makes me. Uh, cause that's, that's the whole point of sword and laser is to, to get people excited about reading different things. Uh, so that's, that's exactly what we're here for. I'm, I'm really, I'm really pleased that that's worked out that way. I really, I'm really glad you like this. I, I, I had a couple other options and, and I, I went with this cause I'm like, man, just, I don't know. It just feels like 
like it would it would be the right choice. So I'm glad my gamble paid no, off. This was this is definitely a good pick. Definitely a good pick. Are you going to be taking things from Murderbot and applying them in your life? I am somewhat introverted. It's it's kind of weird that I get on podcasts and TV shows and, and, and in front of people all the time. But um, I, I get where Murderbot is coming from <laughs> because I think about that as well. I was like, I, I wish I could deal with people the way that you do <laughs> at certain times. And I find that I have the internal dialogue in my own head when I was like, why am I talking to you? You know, can, can you just, I'm trying not to kill you. <laughs> I'm really trying yeah, just, yeah. just stop talking. It, right. You know, it, you will make things easier on yourself. So I, I get, you know, th- this, you know, murder bot is my kind. If it were a person, it would be my kind of person to be, you know, this is the person that, you know, I'd be hanging out with, um, you know, um, over in the corner somewhere of a crowded bar. Yeah. Uh, my, my kind of murder bot. Well, uh, I can't wait to wrap this up next time uh, and get all spoilery uh, and talk specifically uh, about network effect and, and all the things uh, we thought of it. Uh, but until then, uh, where else can folks find you, Rob? So um, my uh, main um, homestead on the internet is the SMR podcast. And you can find me over at smrpodcast.com. And that's a place where myself and a couple of other buddies, we basically just talk about tech eventually. Um, talk about other things, social things, woodworking projects, that kind of stuff. But it's it's mostly a show about tech with a couple of knucklehead executives in IT. And it's a good time, folks. Uh, if you, if you want to hear, you just want to have an enjoyable time uh, hearing folk friends talk about tech. Uh, go check it out, smrpodcast.com. Our show is currently entirely funded by our patrons. Thanks to everybody who backs our show. If you would like to support the show, head to patreon.com slash sword and laser and do so. You can also support the show by buying books through our links. You can find links to the books we talk about and some of our favorites at swordandlaser.com slash picks. Review us on iTunes or really the Apple podcast app or whatever podcast app will take your review. Our email address is feedback at swordandlaser.com. Our website is swordandlaser.com. Our Instagram and Twitter, guess what? Our sword and laser and we have one of the best communities ever in our discord and goodreads at goodreads.com talk to you next time this podcast is part of the frog pants studios network for more information about this and other shows visit frogpants.com Audio program so good, it's like you're there!